From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Yep, then you'll see episode 101 when we're in the old studio. <laughs> And then I think one of two's old studio, and then back to this. Will, this should be back in the new studio. This should be back. But we're we're talking. You got to check out the video on YouTube because we're trying to get something behind us. Luke wants. I want a wood wall, like to a, spruce up the background, like a old reclaimed wood. Yeah. Old re- like sh- what is it? Uh, who are the people on HGTV that are super pa- famous? Yeah, Chip and jo- uh, Chip and uh, Joe and Gaines. Gaines. Yes. Yeah. We need like a, what is it, shiplat or whatever? Shiplap. Yeah, shiplap. Yeah, I said lat. Yeah, that's what I need behind us. But hey, we're going to power through this episode. We have to start off our reader reviews, listener reviews. I always call them reader reviews. Yes. I'm going to get this right one time. Yes. 107 episodes in, and I'm going to get this right. This one comes from Tana Montana. She gave us five stars on iTunes. It says, outstanding content. I am a 25-year-old veteran of, as a residential real estate agent, and my goal is to embrace a modern way of marketing. This podcast has provided me with solutions I've never heard of before. Whew. I'm so sold, all caps, on this podcast. I've unsubscribed from all the others. I highly recommend it if uh, ultimate success and a good use of your time and money is important to you. Dang. So go check out the video. I'm blushing right now. Beautiful. Yeah. You can have your review read here on the podcast if you head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. But on this podcast, we have an amazing guest, Beth Traverso. She is a top agent and broker in Washington State. She's the leader of the Beth Traverso Group. She started off in real estate more than 20 years ago by restoring and flipping properties. And since then, she's gone on to be a member of the Remax Diamond Club, doing over $1 million in annual commission, as well as being ranked in the top 1% of real estate brokers in the greater Seattle area. She says her team prides itself on communication and specifically providing a concierge level experience. Beth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Beth, it's it's amazing to have you on. We had seen you on another podcast and we knew we had to get you on the show, especially because of your track record. So it's just super impressive. Not very many agents are doing that type of volume that you're doing. And as we've produced this show, one of the things that's been really our focus is how do we get successful people and then talk about really actionable advice that really breaks down how you actually got there. I'd love for you to kind of introduce, you were just sharing a little bit before this podcast of your story and how you've kind of overcome even reinventing yourself. You experienced a period of time during the recession. So if you could kind of just give your story, your 30,000 foot view of how you got into real estate, this journey you've been on and take us up to today. And then let's dive into really the nuts and bolts to pick out like the strategies that you've used to really grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my two minute like nutshell version is, well, I'm a, I'm a broker and real estate agent team leader in the greater Seattle area. And I started about, I started in 1998 and um, that was a totally different era of real estate where, you know, Zillow wasn't even a thing yet. There just like really wasn't uh, much way to generate business besides, you know, like the very, very old school ways. And I, I had, I did okay. I had sort of a smallish business. It was like just enough to get by. It was nothing, you know, too exciting. 
Um, and then I, I moved outside the city of Seattle about 20 miles. And um, that was right about 2008, which we all in real estate know like what happened at that time where basically our industry uh, found itself in a, a crisis state and uh, everything <laughs> was imploding. And I found myself in kind of a, a tough spot where uh, my real estate business um, was suffering, my husband's contracting business was suffering, our real estate investments that we always relied on were tanking also. Um, and I was uh, a mom of a baby and, and ended up having two more babies. And so basically it just everything kind of like snowballed to a point where um, – uh, I basically decided to sort of sit it out for a while. Like, okay, things aren't going so well. My business doesn't exist. I think I'm just going to focus on being a mom. Thankfully, we had some reserves. We just kind of lived off of that for a while, waiting for things to blow over. Um, and eventually they did blow over, but it took a lot. It took years longer than we thought. And so there came a point in about 2013 where I realized that it was basically a do or die time. Like I have to do this thing. Um, and I don't, I have no fallback. Like I'm one of those people, like I've always been in real estate. I don't have like that other career that I did first or anything like that. And so like, <laughs> I have nothing else to do. I thought about like, is there anything I could do better? Came to the conclusion that that answer was no. And this is what I, real estate's what I love. And that's what I'm going to do. It's like, I'm going to, it's like, I'm going to do this again, but I need to do this smart. And I need to do this differently. I need to treat my business like a business and not just wait for whatever random sales may come my way from somebody I know. Mm. You know, like that's good for a small business, but if you're going to do a large business, then you need more than that. And so, um, uh, thankfully, I, I paired up with a great uh, brokerage here, um, Remax Northwest, and the the owner basically helped give me. Uh, the building blocks to start. And so that's one of the first things I would say is like, find a good mentor. Like one thing in this business is there's always tons of people who have been there, done that, can learn. All you got to do is just watch what other people have done and just model that. And so I found, uh, uh, so the, the brokerage I, I start, I joined, um, basically gave me like a, here's, here's the, the, the steps to do to like build your framework. And so I just really focused, I went head first into that, like, what's the first thing to do? You know, like, get your database together. That was like number, thing number one. You're like, build out your database, get a good headshot, you know, start putting your marketing out there, you know, claim your online presence. It's like every week I would focus on one task. Sometimes it would take more than a week, but, you know, like I would, um, you know, just really, really go deep on each one of those things and just build it out. And it you know, as time goes on, I'm still doing that. You know, like I'm always looking at certain certain things to tweak and improve and build upon. And it, that's really a never ending process. Like I'm never going to be done learning, growing, changing. Um, that is the constant in this. But it's just it's kind of like the small steps taken over time. It's just like it really is a snowball effect or uh, one of my my favorite um uh, authors uh, and you know success mentors Darren Hardy and his compound effect that was a really instrumental um, step for me was when I discovered that book and you know listened to it and basically started implementing those like very small steps where just like this week focus on doing this one thing because I can do that very well but like looking at the enormity of a giant task of like here build a giant business it's like uh. I feel intimidated by that. <laughs> That's but such a powerful like, point. Yeah. 
You know, so, it's, it's interesting hearing your story. Is How big's your team, by the way, right now? Like, is it just... Uh, so it's myself and okay. it's three agents. Me and three agents and two admin okay, you that support two, us. And how much, if you don't mind me asking, how much volume did you guys do last year? Uh, so we're, we're on track for about $67 million this that year. That is incredible. That is unreal. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. So we... Yeah, we're like a... Um, a machine. They call it the SEAL team. So we're like a SEAL team. We're like, we do, we're a few agents doing a lot. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm still, I'm still very much in production. I'm not okay. sitting on the sidelines. I like to get out there and help people. And like, that's what I'm here to do. Well, so. there was a powerful golden nugget, I think, in what, what you were saying there that I want to pull out for the audience, because it's something I've talked to agents about, is a lot of times when we get into the business, we think we have to invent something brand new and something so unique in order for us to be successful. But what you said there was so powerful, which is there are so many people that have gone before you that have done things that work. The model is literally there for you. All you have to do is build upon that model. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, you know, in this business, we tend to like jump in thinking we got to do something completely different, completely brand new. Yeah. And we end up spending so much time, energy, and money focusing on something that really, if we would have just gone back to what I call is like the fundamentals, the fundamentals, one of them, what you yeah. talked about, building your database. And then, you know, even the fundamentals of like marketing to that database. So I'm curious, as you face this whole the recession happened, you had to reinvent yourself. You talked about you wanted to be very strategic and you mentioned in there that, hey, you just didn't want to be an agent that sells to friends and family, meaning there's nothing wrong with that, but a lot of agents get into the business and they literally, their mom wants to buy a home and that's why, that's why they got their license and you right. wanted to build an actual scalable business. Can you walk us through, like if I'm a new agent today, what are the pieces of advice that you give from a strategy perspective that goes, hey, how do I build a scalable business, what are these small steps you're talking about to get leads coming from, you know, into my business? Because that's the main question. How do I get people to actually come yeah. to me to want to buy or sell real estate with me? Well, there's there's a few things about that. And that's excellent question. The first thing I would want to point out is it requires money to market <laughs> and it requires money to build a real brand. Nice. And like in real estate, people seem to think like, you know, it's, if you go to a cafe, like they have to rent the space and put the tables in there and there's employees and they have to like have the, you know, the baked goods and everything else like has, you know, like there's overhead involved. Right. There's investment. Yep. Point. And with real estate, there's overhead involved, especially when you scale up, um, there's going to be overhead. But then it becomes more a matter of like measuring your return on investment, et cetera, making sure you're investing in the proper things. Um so there's, there's that. And then, um, it's for me, it really was, but you know, start out small, you know, like I wasn't starting out with a huge amount of money, you know, and I'm, I've always been self-made, you know, so it's just a matter of a deal comes in, you get a fair amount of money. Um, I would take about maybe 30% of that or so and set it aside for marketing purposes. And you want to make sure that you have, I don't know, I'd say probably at least four or five lead generation sources, Okay. Um, of course, one of the best being, you know, your friends and family. Like my first sale was my dad, you know, and he's still one of my best clients, you know, so like nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, you're That's sure of influence. Golden. That's golden. Thanks, dad and everybody else, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but in order to scale, especially in order to get listings from strangers, you have to build a brand out there, you know, where they feel like 
This is the person that understands my area that I trust to take the reins and guide me through the sale of our, for a lot of people is their most valuable asset and, and where they live. Like you don't get any more personal than where a person lives, you know? So you've got, well, that's why they're so crazy. Like that's why the buyers and the sellers act so crazy. I I share that all the time with agents. It's the biggest financial decision of their life for the most part. It's like to them, it's everything. It's their net worth a lot of times. Yeah. And it's like, whatever you see, I really do believe when somebody's going through a home purchase or sale or both that like whatever they do when they're stressed out, it sometimes isn't their best self. And I have been there too. You know, it's like, we seem to be patient to help walk people through that. It's, I really do feel like I'm a therapist a lot of the time too. And I think being compassionate is a really, really big part of what I do. And I think that's part of my success. A big part of it really is just that I'm genuinely care for the people that I'm helping. Mm -hmm. And I believe that they, need me to help them guide them through this process. And that's really what I'm thinking about. That's what my job is. Marketing is basically getting them to call me or reach out to me, especially if they don't know me, I want them to feel like they do. And so, um, gosh, there's so many different aspects to it. I have a lot of people are always coming up to me saying like, your marketing is incredible. Cause basically I'm just hitting them from all sides. You yep. know, it's like, well, that they go and, to their mailbox and there I am. Yeah. That go in ahead. and of itself is a, is a strategy. The idea of being omnipresent, basically you want people everywhere they turn to see you. So how would that look in execution? You know, it looks like, Hey, when you do an open house, you put yard signs all over the place. When you on Facebook, you're posting right every single day. So they see you online as well that you're hitting your farm with a mailer, maybe once or twice a a month, maybe it's an email, but you're hitting them every single place because it's that cumulative effect that you had pointed out just a few minutes earlier. It's no one big thing. It's just little things done consistently that builds the brand. Now you had mentioned, you know, because I love what you said there. You you basically said, hey, you got to have a business mindset. You got to look, and, and a lot of agents don't realize, hey, look, if you're going to start a cafe, you're going to have to pay the rent. You're going to have to get the tables and chairs. So you have to have a business mindset. And then you talked about, hey, there's, you know, you should really have like four or five different lead generation sources. As you look back on your career, what have been those four or five that you've consistently seen working for you? Yeah, so one of the first early things I adopted was uh, Zillow. Okay. And I do a lot with Zillow. I still do a lot with Zillow. They've been a great partner. And um, I originally started it because one of the one of the the check boxes on my like building my business uh, sheet was claim your online presence. And anybody, I know a lot of agents have strong feelings about Zillow, and I'm not going to debate that. It's like, either it works for you or it doesn't. <laughs> but um works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. Cool. But, um, but what anybody can do for free on Zillow is claim your profile on there. And that is free. And everybody is going to Google you. Point. Even if they hear about you from mom, they're going to Google your name. Beth Traverso, boop. You know, you want to make sure that good stuff comes up. And if they, if nothing comes up, you're going to feel like an unknown. But if, if they Google me, you'll see all sorts of things pop up. And, you know, one of them will be that Zillow profile, which at least in our area, where everyone's very techie, we're the home of Zillow here in the Seattle area. Um, it's going to show, you know, 200 and something reviews, you know, 106 sales in the last 12 months. It shows the map of all the sales. And you can see all the different reviews from people that gave their honest experience of what it was like to work with me or one of my team members. And, so if somebody's looking in the area and they see that and like the other people have like 
nothing or like a couple of reviews or like one sale or something. How do you on get there. those it's reviews? Not gonna... Like how have how have those reviews? Yeah. I'm just curious because like that's a lot of Zillow reviews, right? So how it it's uh, taken me several years of really really working hard at it to okay. get those reviews. Um, Basically, uh, uh, well, uh, if, especially if somebody comes to me from that source, then it's really easy to say, like, hey, you found me there. You know, other people are looking. I would really appreciate it if you would let people know what your experience was like working with me. And sometimes I'll bring it up before okay. closing because after closing, people are often busy moving. I mean, they're busy. That's you know? a great And point. so oftentimes when we're, we get under the contract is, like, well, you can do it even with somebody you're just house hunting with. Like, if you just got to get some reviews quickly, you can just start asking people who have any sort of real estate relationship with you. Um, now, Zillow does screen them, you know, so they're going to want to make sure it's legit. And you want it to be authentic. It's really important that it be authentic. But um, And I never tell people what to say. But um, if it, once we get under contract, I'll just, I have a basically a template that I'll send out. You That's know, awesome. I mean, I tweak it for their situation, but I say, like, you know, congratulations, you know, quick favor, question mark. And I say like, hey, can you spend like two minutes just clicking right here? It really helps boost my profile. Online reviews are, are critical to my business, and I would really appreciate it if you just take a moment to fill it out. Here's the link. They can click right there. And I also, and then after that, I say, could you, you know, copy and paste that and also put it on my Yelp page, you know, link there. Actually, you know, Yelp, you cannot, sorry, this is a good tip for people out there who want Yelp reviews. You cannot do it through a link or Yelp will screen those out. Mm. I'd basically say Google Beth Traverso Yelp and then put the review in there that you can copy and paste from Zillow. And then Google, Google is one that I'm starting to try to give some more love to just my Google business page. So... But I don't tell him I'm going to ask for three reviews. I'm like, just ask for, like, can you review me here? Oh, and by the way, can you copy and paste that and, like, plug it into these other places, you know? <laughs> and then not, not everybody's going to do it. But if, like, one out of three people do, that's awesome. And if it's a couple, I'll ask both. I'll say, hey. And I'll, if I'm trying to get to, say, like, let's say if somebody's trying to get to 25 reviews and they've got, like, you know, 21. I say, if both of you review me, it'll get me really close to my goal of 25 reviews. You know, and they feel like, oh, I can make a quantifiable, like, help. You know, I, what I do makes a difference to get this person to their goal of 25 reviews or whatever the case may be. Man, I love so. that. It, it's, it's actually a, a really, really good tip for the audience, not only with your reviews, but with you, even your trying to help families buy and sell a home. It's the idea of making people part of your journey. It's like, hey, you're helping me get to my goal. People love that. Your clients want to do that for you. Your friends want to do that. And a lot of times we shy away from that. And that's what comes across actually worse. So you talk about a sphere of influence. I know you mentioned. So, you know, like the first home you saw is your dad. He's been a great client of yours. Zillow is another lead generation strategy for you. Are there any other ones that have really been fantastic for you as you've looked back on your career of really getting the business to come in the door? Yeah, I've been doing uh, geographic farming. I started with one farm um, of like 500 houses and... Um, one thing to know about that is it is really important that you commit to it for at least a year. Because, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've received, like, one mailer from an agent in my, my post. <laughs> I would look at everything, of course. I'm like, oh, what's this person doing? Right. Like, oh, who's trying to do – who's doing this, you know? And then, like, you never hear from them again. Like, oh, okay, flash in the pan. But it because it costs money, you know, it costs money each time. But you got to have a budget set aside for that. And so um, I, I started seeing results about 12 to 18 months after – consistently mailing every once a month and then I ramped it up to twice a month for a while and then I started getting like 
some angry phone calls from people <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> which I've learned to actually not be too afraid of that. Like, it's all right. Oh, that's you know, a golden nugget right there. What, what's that? I said, that's a golden what? nugget. Don't be afraid of those angry oh, phone I know. calls. You don't, know you're doing something right the then. Haters. I know it sounds crazy. Fear the haters. Yep. Gotta, yeah. They're going to happen. That's when you know you're doing something right, actually, if you've reached that level 100%. of A hundred percent. Yep. You've gotten a so, you've gotten a response, and that's what marketing is all about is cre- is creating yeah, a response. Sometimes somebody was super angry, and I won't get into the details of like how angry they were, but it was crazy. And I I actually sent them like a little like cookie tin or something, like, hey, I'm sorry, you're getting too much mail. Have some brownies, you know? <laughs> and they they actually called me back and apologized, and they were really nice and kind of turned them into a fan, you know. After that, right. they even said, if I ever sell my house, I'll be giving you a call. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. That wasn't really my I was just trying to like make you not be upset with me, you know, but, um, so, um, and it's important to understand that that, that segment that responds to the postcards is not necessarily the same people that are going to be looking me up on Yelp, for example, you mm. know, there's actually a fair amount of people who, I mean, our, I am like, it might be hard to believe in this day and age. There's a lot of people out there that really aren't on the internet that much that maybe don't go on Zillow and they're not on Facebook and they're not doing any of that. They're often like people who are like getting ready to retire and downsize to a different area. Right. I probably going to be like four or five listings a year from just that type of person who they feel like they know me because they've been getting my postcards every single month. And I've had some call me. It's like, we feel like we know you. So we'd like you to get to know us, you know, can you come help us sell our home? You know, it's just like perfect, you know, so, um, and once that started getting more traction, then I basically started doing, mm, about a year ago, I started doing two different, uh, farm areas. So I've got three going now. You have um, three farm areas, we'll, all 500 homes? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And, um, Hitting them one time yeah, to two times then, a month? Um, I've got about what, well, I have one time a month and then when I have like a just listed or just sold in the area, like it'll be, we'll send out an additional postcard for that one. Like, Hey, we just sold this house in your area. Okay. Um, just to kind of spread it out a little bit. I try not to bombard them too much all at once. We sort of dissipate it a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Now I think that's fantastic. And I think the point you made is that one is farming inherently built into its name. It's a long-term game. It's not an instant gratification game. You have to stay consistent in it. It's just like a farmer, you know, whether they're planting their crops, you got to work that crop, obviously. And so I think that's a great point to point out to the audience. I guess I would ask you, you know, as you're generating these leads, you talk about this concierge service, and I would love to hear kind of that differentiator for you, that you provide this concierge-level service to your clients. So as you've generated these leads through these different kind of lead sources, Talk to us a little bit about what that means for your business and then how that's really helped you grow or separate yourself because I know your market is a super competitive market. I mean, there's a lot of real estate agents out there. And so how has that helped you in kind of differentiating you? So for myself, um, how I provide that higher level of service, part of it is there's there's a couple aspects to it, but one is assembling a, an amazingly competent team of professionals to help. Cause it's never just me. It's like the entire team. And like, if it's a seller preparing to list, we have stagers, landscapers, uh, contractors, painters, every, you know, photographers, videographers. That's another marketing thing I want to talk about vid- videography. But, um, all of these people that I, I've like cultivated these relationships over time, 
to where they're they're ready to jump in and help and do whatever they can collectively to provide the very best experience and ultimately the very best results for my clients by just having those uh, skilled professionals at the ready to jump in and help at any time and also availability, you know, being people are always like amazed how like, Oh, I can't believe you actually like called me back tonight or, you know, responded to my email in a timely manner. And like, well, that's what <laughs> I do. So yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And the other thing too, is like remarkably simple. Just do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. You know, I've, I've noticed when I go into like sales situations right where, <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, uh, you know, I'm interested in buying this widget, whatever it is, you know, here's my name and number and I never hear back. Mm. And I'm like, I, so like, so it basically, if, if, if sales professionals or anybody in any profession basically just does what they say they're going to do, that's going to go a long way for building trust and also your reputation. So if you say you're going to get back to somebody with a list of houses to see on Tuesday and you say you're going to do that on Monday, make sure that gets done. You know, mm. so it's not it's not rocket science, but yeah, you're, um, you're, you're, list, you're listing so many things. I mean, even going back to what you talked about doing online with doing the things that are free, right? Getting claiming your profile, mm -hmm. getting your URLs on LinkedIn, for example, your vanity URL. So that's your name. You own yeah. that now to just doing, you know, like you said, if you say you're going to do something, do it. There's so many of these things that Beth is listing here. These are free things. These are these are things that you're point. building a what do you say sixty on track for sixty seven million dollars, and everything you're you're not saying oh it's because I spent this much on Facebook to collect all of these leads right it's I'm I'm providing a level of service for my clients that's going to make them compelled to go tell other people about me is referrals are they still a big part of your business as well is that kind of where a lot of your yeah, deals come from today now. Yeah, I, I say that referrals are a huge source of business. I mean, it's scaled and grown to the point where it's like we get a lot of outside business too, but then we definitely nurture those relationships. And we look, I was just talking to somebody earlier today about uh, an internet lead that came in on a property, I don't know, five years ago or something like that, that ended up turning into like, I don't know, six transactions or something, you know, oh just off gosh. that one. And the ROI. And I'm still in touch with them. I, I saw, oh, I know. And I saw them earlier this week, you know, we met again because they want to, they want to make a move, you know, so we talked about that, you know, and their, their house that I sold that they, before they bought the one they're in now, like I stayed in touch with that person, that buyer who bought it, who was not my client, by the way. But I put them on my mailing list, and they knew who I remembered who I was, and I kept Great in touch with tip. them over the years. They called me when they wanted to sell. I don't know what their other agent was doing, but they called me when they wanted to sell, and then they bought too. You know, so it's just like, and now they're my clients. You know, and so it just it just goes on and on and on from there. But the main point is just like you got to keep in touch with people, and and make sure that they you know always know where to find you and that you stay top of mind. How often and are that you is, keeping in touch with your database? Like when you look at your past clients, your relationships, how often do you find yourself keeping in touch with them? Uh, minimum a couple times a month they get something wow. from me. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, as far as like something in the mail, I don't necessarily do a lot of email marketing, and maybe that's something I should be doing. It is free more or less, but it's just, I don't know. I get hundreds of emails a day. So I yeah, the problem really with like, email is that is exactly yeah. what you're saying. Is it's not bad because it is cost effective, but it definitely is yeah. getting hammered right now. So. Right, right. So, and then I do, I'm getting ready to do a, another um, client appreciation event, like a really nice one where we bring people out, you know, 
wine and dine them and That's just awesome. catch up with people. Yeah, and like I've spent a lot of time driving, and I take advantage of that time. I'm listening to podcasts, or <laughs> I'm uh, definitely doing that because always there's always good nuggets in the podcast. So yeah, um, and then um, I uh, I call people organically when I think about it, or texting. These days, texting really just seems to get the best level of response. You know, where I'm just like. Uh, thinking about somebody like, oh, there's, you know, Chris's house. I wonder how Chris is doing. And I'll just be like, hey, Chris, how's it going? Did you ever get your uh, bathroom remodeled or whatever, you know? So I was just thinking powerful. about you because, you know, like whatever. Just make something like specific to them so it doesn't sound super generic. But it's just like an or organic, authentic, like thought I had about a person. And I try to do it right at that time. Like when I'm thinking of somebody, I'll take like, it takes what? Maybe one minute to like send them a quick text you know, and most of the time they'll respond back. Sometimes they don't, whatever. At least they know that you were thinking about them. Yep. And for and, that moment, uh, I mean, 98% of text messages are supposedly seen is what the stats say. Yeah, and so for, for that moment, they see you and you're top of mind. You're building that mind share. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're then, already um, paying your phone bill. You're already paying your phone bill. Exactly. So you're, you've already paid for that marketing. <laughs> it's a free thing. That's super effective because they know it's just for them. It's not like I'm just projecting to the masses, you know, I'm just like, I thought about you today right. and I'm wondering how you're doing, you know, or what about this thing so that's going on in your life? I'm you know? curious, like how big is your, cause if I'm an agent listening to this, you know, I, I mean, there's so much in here and so many golden nuggets that you've given and tactics you've given that people can take away. How big is your database? Like, you know, is it a thousand people? Is it a couple hundred people? How big is your database? And do you have a target goal for how big you want it to be? Hmm, that's an interesting one because it's sort of like there's different segments of the database. Like yep. my past client in Sphere is probably about like I don't know 650 people, something like that. Okay. And then um, my uh, it might be more than that. I'm not really sure. But then there's then there's all the people who just drop into the funnel who are just kind of some of them are random people who just like clicked on some Facebook thing. Yeah, they're like your they top of funnel people. Here, yeah, they're like, oh, that house is pretty, click, you know. And then, like, there's those people, you know. <laughs> so those are, like, long-term nurture, and they kind of filter down through the funnel, you know. And at some point, some of them will turn into actual people that we work with, and some won't, you know. So I don't even know how many people those those. But um, it's, it's, I'm not particularly techie. Like, I'm very much just, like, a person-to-person -person kind of a – that's, that's, that's how why I you're, operate. That's why you're killing it. That's why you're killing it. Because yeah. the fundamentals... So there's all this other stuff happening out there that I don't even fully understand a lot of it. I just know what's working and what's not working. And I just kind of focus on that. And I don't... It's one, here's another little nugget, hopefully, that some people might find useful is do not focus on making it perfect. Like, I could sit there and spend days mm. just, just putzing around in my database and stuff. And it's important to have that, you know. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, you don't want to do that at the expense of actually talking to people. Like uh, so where the good. rubber meets the road is where like my, I work with a business coach and you know, his, he says that I need to be when, when I was like thinking about delegating my, my workflow to my team and like what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. There's like three things I need to be doing. I need to be prospecting, going on appointments, negotiating contracts, literally everything else somebody else can do. And that includes the marketing and stuff too. Like I have all that either on autopilot or my admin helps. And I know a lot of people don't have admin, but like 
anybody can set up their marketing on autopilot. Like you can set up a farm. So true. And just set up like, hmm, I don't I don't have to think like it's October. What kind of postcard am I going to create? And I got to like find the right imagery and I got to be a graphic designer and like create this whole thing. And then I have to like take it to the post office and mail it. No, I don't. I don't do any of that. All I do is I pay for it, you know, but I just I I, I it's automatically deduct. I don't even like have to decide to pay for it. It just comes out of my off my, you know, it gets charged to my credit card and out the door it goes. You're, so you're it's touching, just like, oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, you are touching yeah. on one of the most powerful principles in business. You've probably heard the term growth hacking, but what does it mean? Simply put, it's about growing your business in a huge way in not so huge amount of time. It's been a way of life for Twitter and other tech companies who've used it for huge success. But while growth hacking isn't some magic formula that will work for all businesses, you can use some of these methods to create scalable growth in your business. To learn more, go to ReminderMedia.com slash growth hacking and download our Relationship Marketer's Guide to Growth Hacking. That's ReminderMedia.com slash growth hacking. Don't wait. Take action on this today. You as the CEO person of your business, you need to focus on the things that one, only you can do. Right, So you have a job as the owner, CEO, that only you can do because you technically are the owner and CEO. But second would be, what are the things that produce income? What are the income-generating activities? Like, What are the things that actually move the needle in your business? Because you can pay everybody else to do the other things. All you have to do is take the leap of faith and delegate and don't spend time on administrative stuff. Go spend time making money. Like, like Grant Cardone says all the time, why do you think about saving money? Think about making money. Like sales solves all pain. And you're, it's, it's, I had a conversation with my brothers, same type of conversation is you need to be doing the things that only you can do. And one of those things is prospecting, is talking to the people, is getting out there and generating everybody, everything else, delegate out, delegate out. And even if you overpay for it, even if it doesn't matter because you have so much flow coming in, you have so much income coming in because you're focused on the income generating activity. I just think that's so powerful. Yeah, and so especially the things I'm not very good at. Like yeah. I'm not a good graphic designer. I'm not a good photographer either. I don't do any of that <laughs> stuff, you know? So it's just like let the professionals do it who that's what they're good at. That's you what know? their passion and, uh, is, right. Yeah, and if somebody has a low budget and they're like, well, I have to do these things because I know what it's like, you know, um, I would say at least carve out a part of your day, like minimum one hour to maybe two hours where like that is your time that is undistracted where you're focusing on those things that move the needle, mm. like call, prospecting and then, and then set your appointments and then go on those appointments later in the day or whatever. But like set, set your time where you're going to be not distracted by the other things out there or creating that marketing piece or what have you. Like save that for after you've done those important key things. So, man, um, you, yeah, you are a freaking yeah. rock star. Here's a question for you that um, I loved. I heard this question the other day and I said, oh, man, I got to ask this question now is what's a recent breakthrough that you've had in your business? Meaning, you know, as you've gone on this journey as challenge, like you're always growing, right? You're educating yourself. What's a recent breakthrough where you were struggling with something and you, you figured like you kind of figured it out. You overcame it. You, you go, OK. Wow, I've now stopped doing what I was not supposed to be doing and doing something else. But what's a recent breakthrough that you've had? Yeah, so there's been a couple things. Like I always know if I'm feeling uncomfortable with it, that I probably should be. That's probably what I should be doing. So that's one of my. That's one of the things I pay attention that's to. Even I've, yeah, I've that's a, that's a great quote right there. Let's hashtag that on Instagram. Yeah. So. 
even like doing like I've done a few podcasts with like panelist things, like things like this. You know, yeah. there was a time when this terrified me because I'm an introvert by nature. Like mm. I'm not like super Amen. extroverted. I'm I love terrified. people, but I'm not one like that loves to be on a stage. Like look at me as not the way I am. And so like I've had to sort of just kind of learn to be more comfortable with that. Remember the first time I was asked to be a panelist, like at some event, I was just literally like felt like I was just going to like melt or something. I, but, <laughs> and, and, but I made through it. I made it through it okay. And then I just been doing it more and more and more. And now when anybody asks and you were so gracious to invite me, I'm just like, yeah, you bet I'll be there. Yeah, you're. Because I mean, and you're natural too. Like, That's. I mean, the power of just consistency yeah. and stepping out of faith. I mean, you truly are. You are just a natural. I mean, it's amazing. And the fact that hey, you're saying that you, you were scared of it, been. it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. If, if I just stayed in my shell, I would never know that. So that's a breakthrough for me. And then um, also, uh, so kind of along those lines is video. And I've been getting tons and tons and tons of like, I don't know, my coach and the whole Tom Ferry. The, the, needs to be doing video to be a differentiator. Yeah. And like... I don't feel necessarily comfortable like watching myself on video or just being out there and doing video, you know, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway. And so I've started doing it. Oh, granted, I have a long way to go with that. And I won't even get into some of the challenge I've, I've had there, but just the fact that I'm like doing it at all, I feel is like a pretty good, uh, pretty good move for me to like, you know, break out a little bit. It's so funny hearing so, that because when, when we first looked at your site, you have this amazing video on your homepage <laughs> where you're walking yeah. people through this park and I'm like, man, she, yeah. she's, she's a natural. She's, she's so she good. <laughs> and here you're saying that like it took you so long to get through that. You don't see that at all. Yeah. You know, you feel yeah. it, but the thank, public well, thank you it. very much. That makes me feel better doing it. But sometimes I just like won't even go back. I'll make a video and I won't ever go back and watch it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to pick myself apart and be like self-conscious about it. That was that. And now I'm just going to, you know, go do something else. But um, so th- there's that. And then also just like getting used to being a team leader. Like I've always been mm-hmm. a sort of like a lone wolf, so to speak, or somebody just does my own thing, like a self-starter. Like I'm doing my thing. But, like, managing other people, like, whoa, that is a whole different thing. And so um, I, one of my biggest breakthroughs over the last year or two is basically just, like, building that team and, like, learning what that looks like and trying to help other people reach their potential and learn how to nurture that. And, I, you know, I'm first to say I'm not perfect. I'm still learning all this stuff. But just, like, filling those shoes or, like, changing my self-talk where I was always like, I'm not a, you know uh, – I don't see myself as being like a great team leader, but I'm like, well, wait a second. Like, don't, why am I saying that about myself? You know, just because I haven't done it before, it doesn't mean I can't learn how to do this well also. That's awesome. So it's also just a matter of like constantly checking myself talk and like listening to those things that I tell myself and my like preconceived beliefs and like, and like my, you know, like rewinding like six years when I was relaunching my career, I was just like, you know, I went through this whole thing of like, well, who the hell are you to be some like, big agent you know (laughs) and then i was like you know well why not me you know Mm. and i'm like well people are the other agents out there they're going to be upset when they see me starting to go in out there i'm like yeah maybe some will but actually most aren't you know and um we're all supportive and in this together and i don't see anybody as competition like we're i only compete with myself like we're all um there's plenty of success out there for everybody who wants to work for it and i that's how i feel about it now but at the time i was sort of like very self-conscious of like, well, you know, the whole, who am I to be doing fill in the blank, you know, but I had to yep. just kind of basically train my mindset around that to just like, well, why not? 
Now, I and, think that's so um, powerful. Your thoughts dictate your actions. So what you what yeah. you think constantly about yourself, what you think constantly about your business, you will naturally that will flow out of you. It will it will I mean it's it's why people it's like you're unhappy with the bed that you're in. You made that bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you you gotta first look inward and and reflect. And it, that's why a lot of people I see I think see it as kind of corny at first and the, and it's hard for them to embrace this idea of this mindset and but it true everybody we have on the podcast talks in a similar way to you, these successful people. It's like they have focused on this idea of the mindset and this idea of gratitude. And, you know, one of the things, I love Tom Ferry, that the idea of that video that you're pointing out, I think it's awesome. I think going back to your text message thing, you can literally pull out your phone, shoot a quick video, send it to somebody in a text. I had a coach, Sean Carpenter, real estate coach, just send me a text, literally, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And it's just a powerful thing. He was telling me how much my Redskins suck. And he's right, the Redskins, you know, do suck. (laughs) But um, but the point being is that you were afraid to do video, but here's the golden nugget for everybody: you did it anyways. Yeah, you did it anyways. And and my brother, who's in real estate, and people who follow our journey, they know all about him and stuff because you know it's something I'm really passionate about. The unique thing I tell him, or the thing that I say is unique about him all the time, is I say, dude, Stephen, I said you just do. You just are willing to just step off the cliff. And I thought, I, I mean, people tell me all the time that I run 400 miles an hour and run right off a cliff. But this guy just runs right off the cliff. And I'm just like, whoa, slow down. But that is such a gift as an entrepreneur. So everybody who's listening to this, I just want you to be encouraged that Beth was scared of doing video, but guess what? She did it anyways. And it goes back to that yeah. mindset. And, and you're doing 67, what, million dollars in volume? You know, ask yourself, guys, right now, are you doing $67 million in volume? And if you're not, what are you knowing that you should be doing that you're not doing? And go do that. Go do it right now and don't worry about it. It is what it is. You know, just get it out there. And if you're frequent, you'll eventually become great at it. You'll eventually start just getting good at it when you have frequency in something. So I just think that's so powerful to point out to the audience. And make a decision. That's the other thing, too. It's like I consider myself, I'm a decider. And I like to just like go in and decide. And it's, I feel like the, the things don't move. There's no progress being made if we're not deciding. Like decisions have to be made to move forward. And sometimes people get paralyzed, so scared of making the wrong decision that they just don't make any decision, which is a decision in itself. It's, in, it's a decision to basically not, not decide. grow or do yeah, anything. Yeah, decision of indecision. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like get out there and decide, you know, and, and – um, to the point where, like, I'm so, like, driven now where it's, like, if it takes a little time to make a decision, I get frustrated. I'm just, like, That's good. I just want this to go. I just want to, like, decide that, move on, go right. forward, you know. And I get a little impatient sometimes. Like, I slow down a little bit. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so give us a little more consideration, you know. Mm. And do I make wrong decisions sometimes? Of course, you know, who doesn't? But, but it's um, better than no decision or no action. Better than no it's better decision. than no action. Yeah. And, and you find that you evolve. You find that you evolve in your in like you evolve faster in making a failed decision than you did trying to come up with the perfect decision. Right. And that's yeah. it's like you're just trying to search. Ah. Everybody's trying to search for the perfect system out there. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. We all know that, but but there are models and principles of success. And this kind of leads me to you know the question I want to ask you that I tend to ask every guest that comes on, which is you know as you've looked over your career. 
What has it been that you've looked back and you said, this is what my formula to success has been, or these are the principles that I've applied. This is what I do every single day that has helped me be successful. Is there anything in your life that you have found consistently, hey, I need to do these things to be successful that you would share with the audience? Yeah, so the overarching one is just commitment to constant growth and learning. Um, that is the number one thing. And every day I'm looking to do something that I learn from or can grow from um, in, in any aspect of my life, business and otherwise. And I I do set aside time every day. I've, I'm not a morning person by nature, but I've become one more. Like I've, I've, I get up at, you know, 4.45 now and I start going through my routine, getting ready for the day. So few people wake up early. It's crazy. And it's great because nobody's bothering you, yep. you know, like I don't start, I don't jump into the email. I do a little mindfulness, you know, think about visualization as corny as it sounds. Like I just kind of visualize how I want my day to go. Cause honestly, we all decide if we're gonna have a good day or a bad day. Mm. I mean, in sales or real estate, but you get, I get kicked in the teeth like on a regular basis, but like, I don't let it like ruin my day. You know? <laughs> so I'm just like, you just learn to roll with it. Like, oh yeah, that kind of sucked ouch, that hurts, you know, moving on, you know, and I kind of decide in the morning, I look out my window, we live in a beautiful part of the country, I look out at the valley and the mountains and the mist and the river, and I'm like, this is amazing, I'm so lucky to be alive, you know, I say to my kids, like, look, we get to live here, how great is this that we're alive here, the now, awesome. you know, and it just kind of shapes your whole day, and I think about, like, what do I want to accomplish today, and I do some uh, visualization. I do, um, I do exercise, I do gratitude, you know, all those things. And so like, by the time people are rolling out of bed, I feel like I've already, it's like, it's like pulling back a slingshot on my day and just like, I just get launched into the day. And, uh, I found that that to be a real game changer for me. And then, uh, also like when I'm doing like my exercise and stuff, I'm always like listening to somebody learning something, you know, it's usually, it's a podcast. It's an audio book. It's Darren Hardy's like Darren Daly's little like five minute nuggets that he sends out every day, you know, just little things to kind of course correct. And it's funny, like you, you fill your mind with enough of that stuff. It will change the direction of your mindset. Um, Cause our mind, I think it, it defaults to the negative. Like, and we all, I have sometimes where I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like, whoa, I can't believe I just did that, you know, like buying another property or something, you know, like, oh, but, or some, whatever, fill in the blank, that thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night, you're like, whoa, what, what about that? Um, but then the more you can, like, be mindful and, and, and focus on the right things in the morning, especially, just helps put me on the right trajectory for the day. And then I really just focus on every day. You know, it's, it's interesting as I've looked into real estate more and more and watched people's journey. And then I think about my own journey in our business in Reminder Media. And then I get the privilege of being part of a network of entrepreneurs, of thousands of different entrepreneurs, and just hearing their stories. And it doesn't matter the widget that we're all selling, because we're all you know selling a different widget. It tends to be a very emotional journey, especially in the sales-based industries. And guess what, real estate agents? You're in a sales-based industry. Insurance agents, you're in a sales-based industry. I mean, it is about sales. I mean, you have to get out there and meet and greet people. It's about, you know, sales is really adding value to people's lives. But it's such an emotional journey that what really kills people is not really necessarily the tactics of not knowing what to do. I mean, you can literally Google 
and get a bunch of lead generation ideas, FISBOs, expires, open houses. What it is, is it's in those moments of discouragement. Are you able to climb out of that valley? Are you able to get yourself out of that valley to keep going? Because real estate is such an emotional roller roller coaster. And what's interesting is I've always now found that it's like, you don't get out when your well is empty. And your well in your life is empty when you're not feeding yourself with what you're doing, which is this visualization, which is this thinking about being grat- you know, grateful for the life you have. It's education and feeding. And I always call it feeding your body, mind, and spirit. Like there's all these, there's these three different parts of you. And when your well is empty, you can't, there's nothing to pull from. There's, you're like, you're like literally in the desert and there's no, you can't get any water. You can't quench your thirst because you have nothing to pull from. And so you got to think of yourself almost like a bank account. And every time you are listening to a podcast, you're reading something, you're, you're practicing gratitude and visualization. Like you're saying, you're filling that bank account because guess what? When you get kicked in the teeth, like you talked about, you're going to need that bank account. You're going to need to go to that well and be able to pull some of that encouragement that you fed yourself with. And that's where we tend to kill ourselves is that we don't feed our body, mind, and spirit. And it's such an emotional roller coaster that 87% fail within five years. And it really, I don't think is because of the tactics. Like I first started out a couple years back thinking, I need to give everybody the exact tactics The more and more I'm in this business, the more and more I realize it's like, I need to give them the tactics, but it's also giving them the the mindset to help them accomplish those tactics, to help them realize, hey, look, it's about taking action. And you are a perfect example of that, like an absolute perfect example of that. You know the tactics, but when I've asked you about your success, it's come back to (coughs) your mindset of just being willing to take action. And I absolutely love that. So here's my last question for you. Yeah. Is... Going back now, as you look back on your career, what would you tell younger Beth? What would you tell her and the advice you would give her, whether it's running away from different things or going harder into certain things, what advice would you give? I would, I mean, it sounds corny, but I say just have faith in yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, And look look at it from the long haul like don't like look at the short term but look at the long term did you did you feel like you missed out because you didn't have faith in yourself yeah younger beth Mm mm-hmm i feel like the first like i almost feel like the first like 10 15 years of my career was like a waste almost and Mm. because i didn't have that feeling about myself i knew i had the potential but i had no idea how to go about realizing it And there was a time when I had a lot of self-doubt and I felt like I couldn't because of X, Y, and Z excuse, you know, everyone's got them. Um, And uh, so I would say just um, find that belief and also just like find, find the resources too. I think one of the things different for me too is just like find the right mentors because it really is true. Like if you find the right people, I've got my good, you know, people on speed dial, so to speak, who I can call up, who I say like, well, what do you think about this thing? Like people who think entrepreneurial, like I do, you know, mm. like find more of those people faster, you know, cause there's always going to be a lot of those people. And I had people in my life who maybe like, didn't necessarily want to uh, support or empower me, you know, or just want to keep you where you are for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of different, it's an interesting question, you know, cause there's so many different things that have contributed to like, to like distill it down to like one or two. Yep, I know. It's so it's a hard. Challenge. It's, it is. It's a challenge. Yeah, it's at the core of yeah. it. It's yeah. great advice. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Well, Beth, thank you yeah. so much for being here and sharing your story. Before we close, uh, let everybody know how they can connect with you. Sure. So um, you can find me at BethTraverso.com. It's B-E-T-H-T-R-A-V as in Victor, E-R-S-O.com. Uh, or just call me, 206-931-4493. I love it. You right, can, you can tell, the, you can tell the people. And Google, yeah. You can tell the, pe- <laughs> uh, the per- person people. They always give out their cell phone. Yeah, the like, great, call great sales, sales yeah. people. Right. They're like, just call me. I'm not scared of it. You, Don't bother with Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> just call me. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm always happy to help out if anybody has any questions. Well, awesome. Thanks so much. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. If you liked what you heard today here on Stay Paid, head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and make sure to leave a comment and have it here read on the podcast. Mm. Leave a comment, good or bad. We will read it, I promise. Yeah, let's sure read a bad one next Just time. make sure it's good. Let's read a bad one. <laughs> if you're looking for other ways to support the show, please tell a friend about it. We always appreciate your referrals. You can always find our podcast and video as well as all of the show notes uh, to accompany this episode at staypaidpodcast.com. And if you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram. We are at staypaidpodcast. And, of course, you can always check out Reminder Media. We are at Reminder Media on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of them. Mm. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acri. And, Beth, just want to thank you again. Just amazing. I would encourage everybody to go back and re-listen to this podcast because in this podcast, what I love about the interview we just did is there's so many tangible things you literally can do, meaning how many of you guys can actually stop actually after you listen to this and pick up your phone, text five people thinking about you, and it's so easy. You can take action on that right away. But the real action item I want you to take away from this podcast that I thought was brilliant is claim your profiles. Claim your Google profile and get that set up. It's free. Claim your Zillow profile. Get that set up. I think that's brilliant. You should be doing that because people will Google you. They're going to Google you, and you should go home as an action item tonight and Google yourself and see what comes up. And do you have your profile set up? Because guess what? You have a brand out there in the world, whether you think you do or not. There is a brand representing you, and you either control that brand or you let what others say about you control that brand. So claim your profiles. Take action on that. It's a really simple thing that you can do to enhance your business. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in any business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. Woo.